This is Fire Rescue One Side Alpha Podcast, putting fire service leaders in front of hot topics facing firefighters today. Now here's the executive editor of FireRescueOne.com and FireChief.com, Chief Mark Bashore. We've got a new epidemic to talk about, and it's got nothing to do with medical-related stuff. But first, a word from our sponsor. At MSA, your health and safety drive us to develop highly advanced safety equipment to protect you on the job. MSA's Globe Gear is performance and protection in perfect balance. It's designed to meet the challenges you face every day to keep you safe and healthy during your career and beyond. Get the full story at msafire.com globe. That's msafire.com globe. We've had a pandemic of first responders struck and killed recently. It's getting worse every day. Many of you know my friend Jack Sullivan, Director of Training for the Emergency Responder Safety Institute. Jack's been a part of the fire service since 1972, and he's seen a lot. Jack's mission, along with all of us, is that we physically improve and raise awareness of responder safety. Jack recently penned this commentary. I asked him if I could read it to you, so here it goes. I'm frustrated and I'm angry. It appears to me that everything traffic incident management and roadway safety related is not enough anymore to protect emergency personnel and innocent victims from struck by vehicle crashes caused by D drivers. The D stands for drunk, drugged, drowsy, disrespectful, disgruntled, drag racers, discourteous, distracted, and just plain dangerous drivers. D drivers are an epidemic, maybe even a pandemic that's in need of a vaccine. Just in the past 48 hours, we've lost a law enforcement officer, a firefighter, and a police canine to D-drivers, who disregarded the social norms of driving and chose to drive a vehicle at high speeds while under the influence and crashed into emergency vehicles that were parked and not moving, with warning lights displayed resulting in the death and or injury of dedicated, highly trained emergency personnel. Other struck-by-vehicle incidents have occurred in the same time frame that resulted in injured emergency responders, damaged emergency vehicles, and even more traffic congestion that overall impacts millions of good citizens. If you do this and are a D-driver, your license should be revoked permanently for starters, and then add whatever other charges can be assigned to your crime. Society needs to put pressure on D-drivers by preventing them from driving if possible reporting them when observed, and assisting prosecutors with testimony when brought before a court of law. D-drivers are not acceptable, and in the same words that are used over and over again these days, we should demand immediate change in social justice. When are we going to realize that it is people who are killing other people, not the cars, not the trucks, not even guns? It's the people who are operating these devices that are killing or injuring other people. It's time to hold specific people accountable for the mayhem they are creating. Change my mind. Signed, Jack Sullivan. I'll come back to you in just a second, but we need to hear a word from our sponsor. At MSA, your health and safety drive us to develop advanced safety equipment with performance and protection in perfect balance. Like Globe Athletics, the latest innovation in turnout gear. 
developed as athletic gear for firefighters, Athletics uses unique stretch fabrics that provide body contoured fit for unprecedented range of motion and flexibility. It's lighter weight, less bulky, and provides the protection you need from your turnout gear. Get the full story at msafire.com globe. That's msafire.com globe. Jack's passion on roadway safety is undeniable. I encourage you, if you have not already, to visit www.respondersafety.com to register to receive notifications and training notifications and take advantage of the volumes of training opportunities that are already on the site. The link is in the show notes now. I recently completed an interview with Dr. Scott Parr from Emory-Riddle University, Nicholas Calvano, who's retired from the Bureau of Standards, and Alan Baldwin, who's a president of the Cumberland Valley Volunteer Firemen's Association and Assistant Chief of Operations for the Stafford County, Virginia Fire Department, and Brady Robinette, who's a lieutenant with the Lubbock, Texas Fire Department. The link to that group interview, which was about traffic safety, about the lights, about markings, about helmet protection, all kinds of things. The link to that interview is also in the show notes. Lieutenant Brady shared his emotional story from January 11, 2020, where his co-worker, Fire Lieutenant Eric Hill, and police officer Raina from the Lubbock Police Department were killed in a secondary roadway incident. The interview chronicles Brady's efforts in writing, teaching, raising awareness, and working to establish some kind of headwear standard improvements for workers on the roadway. The separate interviews for all the folks that uh, I mentioned are are also on uh, respondersafety.com. You can listen to all of those there. So the helmet standard discussions and, you know, the lights and uh, reflections, all those things that we talked about, they're certainly great for our first responders and for providing some notice. But let's face it. If we could figure out how to address the D-driver's behavior, we wouldn't need to be thinking about new helmet standards. I fully recognize this isn't a new problem, and I fully recognize we have lots of risk involved in what we do. We still have some of our allied agencies and law enforcement and others who refuse to relinquish their grasp on their roadways and routinely bark demands to move fire trucks and open roads. It's not the case everywhere, but it does occur. Recently, right here in Highlands County, a state trooper, mind you, one who was working very well with our folks. He told the fire department he was good. They could go ahead and clear, while he maintained the road closure at the site of a fatal wreck. The engine lieutenant offered to stay and even stayed a little bit longer and made sure the trooper wanted them to leave. They finally left. About 20 minutes later, the trooper's car was a crumpled mess, struck by a driver who said they saw the lights but thought it was something off the road. Fortunately, the trooper was not in the vehicle, and he was okay. In the past few weeks, we've had an increasing crescendo of struck-by incidents, with injuries and fatalities to firefighters, police officers, tow operators, police canines, and others. And these aren't just regular wrecks. I'm talking about these have all been secondary wrecks at the scenes of other incidents. Most recently, and as of the time of this taping most recently, we've seen one firefighter captain killed and three other responders hospitalized from Lower Marion, Pennsylvania. On July 24th, the state police were dealing with a wreck involving a DUI. The firefighters and state police were preparing to leave the scene of the 3.30 a.m. wreck when another DUI driver plowed into three firefighters and the state trooper. That one firefighter died. The trooper also ended up dying later on the suspected DUI driver was arrested. 
On July 25th, a Michigan State Police canine was killed at the hands of a drunk driver. The canine vehicle was parked so the officer could help direct traffic at a flooded roadway. The trooper was also injured and the driver was arrested, while others were also injured occupants and they were transported to the hospital. In April, an NYPD officer was struck and killed by an intoxicated driver who was driving on a suspended license. Now, I wouldn't do this whole discussion justice if I didn't raise our own driver's awareness. And on July 20th, a firefighter in New Mexico was struck at the scene of a medical call. Unfortunately, she was struck by a fire truck. She was run over in a fire truck backing mishap. Distracted driving is what we're talking about. We have to find ways to raise awareness not only within our own communities, but also within our political forces and within the legal system. We need distracted driving to be real to people. It's not just some fancy phrase or the latest or greatest or whatever. Your politicians, law enforcement partners, justice system folks, whoever, share this podcast with them and ask them to not only strengthen penalties, but to enforce the laws and put the people away who have demonstrated that the only thing they care about is themselves. Please make it your mission to shut down the highways in the interest of Responder Safeway. This includes police, fire, EMS, towers, and others that work our scenes. When in doubt, shut it down. And I strongly urge you to treat traffic like we treat and teach radiation. Remember that? Time, distance, and shielding. Limit your time on target, distance yourself from, yourself from the traffic, and shield yourself with big stuff. I encourage you to get there, get done, and get out. Don't spend any more time out there than is necessary to get the job done and protect those working the scene. I'll leave you with Jack's final quote, and that was, it's time to hold specific people accountable for the mayhem they are creating. Change my mind. People continue to be drunk, drugged, drowsy, disrespectful, disgruntled, drag racers, discourteous, distracted, and just plain dangerous drivers. Those are your D drivers, folks. Ultimately, if we don't do something about them, the D we're going to be having to deal with is more dead first responders. This is Mark Bashor, Executive Editor for FireRescue1.com and FireChief.com. Get there, get done, and get out. And when in doubt, shut it down. Keep safe, stay smart, and take care.